And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 193 of The Drop Set. I am, in fact, Darren Starr. Yes, big changes are coming here. Uh, you won't notice them so much today uh, or maybe in the next episode, but coming soon, there's going to be some changes. Um, we'll have uh, more interviews scheduled. Um, I'm working on that right now. Uh, Basically, the big news revolves around, um, I think it was last week, I had a consultation with a podcast expert who is more than happy to point out a billion things that I'm doing wrong. And so I took pages and pages of notes from uh, that session, and I'm working on implementing some stuff here. So uh, one thing that will not be changing is there's not going to be any paid advertisements on here. I just don't want to do that. Uh, this isn't a big money-making venture for me or anything like that. So it's going to remain, you know... Uh, ad free, you know, a free podcast, of course, you know, I don't even know how you'd monetize something like that. And frankly, I don't have the time to look into it. So um, what I do ask, um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ask some things of you here. Are you comfortable with that? You better be comfortable with it because you can always just not do it. Uh, but I'm going to ask, and I would love if you would. So, um, whenever you listen to this, um, I would love it if you would share on social media, tag me in that post. Um, if I if I post something, share it. I would love that. Just get the word out. Trying to trying to get some more ears on this realistically and build a bigger community here that is a more engaged community also. Um, if you listen on a platform that allows you to rate it and leave a review, please do. I would love that. Really appreciative of that. There is a new Facebook group out there as well. And if you want to get it on the ground floor, now is the time. Go to Facebook and search for The Drop Set Listeners and request your invite. It is a private group. Um, we will be doing extra stuff in there that's related to the show. Um, some stuff that's not related to the show. Um, there'll be bonus material in there. All kinds of stuff coming. It's, uh, it's very... Uh bare bones right now. I think currently there are three people in that group. So if you want to be in on the ground floor, now is the time. There's going to be some stuff happening there for sure. Um, there's going to be new uh, new logo, artwork. There's going to be some swag coming as well. So a lot of stuff coming. You're going to hear some new voices on here, which will be interesting. Um, it's still going to be mostly me. I apologize for that. That's just the, uh, that's the way it's going to be. And uh, the website is getting revamped as well. So if you go to the dropset.com, I've already made a lot of changes there, just tidying things up and making things easier to find so that you don't have to hunt and click around so much, uh, putting some buttons, some subscribe links up there. Uh, so uh, it should be a little bit easier. Also, if you go to the dropset.com, at the top, there is a poll up there that I would love for you to participate in. Really easy. Just click on over and uh, let me know what your current approach is regarding BCAAs, intro workout. Do you use them? Um, sometimes all the time, not at all. Let me know. I'm curious. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, research put out that, that kind of casts some doubt on the efficacy of BCAAs. I'm just wondering how many people are aware of that. That's not really what this question is asking. I'm just looking to get a sense of what percentage of the population uses them on a regular basis. So if you could go to the dropset.com, check that out. I would really appreciate any and all feedback. And of course, if you have, um, comments on that or anything else, call in. And I know uh, the, the call-in number is up at thedropset.com as well. I'll give it to you here in just a second. So get your pens ready or open up your note app and get ready to take it, take the number down, plug this in as your con in your contact. So that's always there for a quick call. Um, I know I always say, if you go to thedropset.com, the phone number right there, it's clickable and you can just call right from your phone. I looked, it's actually not. So that's a little embarrassing and I'm not sure why it's not. I don't know how to fix that. But uh, uh, if you do it like a press and hold, 
on most phones, it will then pull up and let you call directly from there. So you can do that. The number is 865-518-2974. You call that number, it'll ring, it'll go to voicemail, and you can leave a message. And then I'll play that message on here. So it's kind of a, my way to, to feel like I'm doing a call-in radio show. If you've heard that in the past uh, on here, you know what I'm talking about. So um, while you're at thedropset.com, you can also check out um, fivestarphysique.com, which actually it's the same website. If you go to the dropset.com, it just takes you to the podcast page on the main five star physique.com site. So you can check out, um, I have workout programs up there. I have about, Oh, about 45 workout programs available at present. There are a couple, um, big ones that are going to be going up soon that are new also that are kind of geared towards, um, like a bikini physique and like kind of like a, a classic physique approach, if you will. So, um, they're kind of big ones that are going to be coming soon. So keep your eyes peeled for those. Um, also subscribe to the newsletter that I have. I have not put out a newsletter since I started collecting email addresses. So if you're worried about me spamming you don't, uh, but I will occasionally put out um, going forward some uh, promos, you know, some discount codes if you're interested in snagging a workout program for a little bit of a reduced rate. That'll go out and also just a digest on stuff that I'm writing and putting out that way. So, um, so that's all the stuff that's new right now, which is plenty. Um, I've got a couple of topics that I'd like to cover here today, um, starting with uh, my own prep. And then uh, a client of mine, Sona, actually, uh, she had a question about um, doing prep with a partner and like, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse kind of partner, um, if they are involved in it or not involved in it. And so I can certainly speak to that uh, on, on a couple of different levels. So we'll certainly get into that, too. So a uh, quick prep update for me. So today is Wednesday, November 3rd. Uh, when will this podcast go up? I don't know, because part of the, you know, reams of pages of notes that I took from my consultation call, um, the, the post-production process really needs to change. So after I record it, usually what I do is like, okay, I got to convert it to the right file format. I got to tag it. I upload it. I do some artwork and it's done. That's about a 30 minute process. Well, now, uh, there's enough stuff to check. It's probably a couple hour process at this point, just because this will be my first time going through it. So I'm recording this on Wednesday. I'm hoping it gets posted today. It might be tomorrow. I don't know. Anyway, It'll be up when it's up, and you'll hear it when you hear it. So <laughs> maybe this is me from the past talking to you. I don't know. I know a lot of the, you will probably hear this sometime next year, and you're like, dude, we don't care. We'll listen to this you know, in, in March of 2023. Doesn't matter when it, when it goes up. I get it. I get it. Um, so uh, right now I'm 10 days out, 10 days out, and I've kind of crossed over the threshold. I think I'm close enough now that I can kind of taste it. And so I'm not like, I'm still like, I'm fucking tired as hell. Holy shit. Am I tired? Jeez Louise. But, um, I'm sleeping well. Uh, I'm taking a nap in the afternoon. Uh, I wake up and I race through the early part of my day. Like I wake up cardio client check-ins, eat gym, come back more client check-ins today. I'm pretty much done working by noon. So, um, the afternoon for me becomes 
chill out time. And a lot of it's like, you know, you're in prep, you're at a caloric deficit, you're doing a lot of work, etc. It's tiring. Also, just that burst of energy in the earlier part of the day, because I get a lot of stuff done. It's incredibly productive. Kind of wears me out too. So the afternoon, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to sit on the couch here, fall asleep for a little bit. All right. And then I uh, got to get up and do some writing administrative work for uh, business related stuff, etc. There's always, always more emails coming in too. So when I say I'm done working by noon, it's like I'm done with the main stuff, but there's always follow ups and things to deal with. Always, always comes with the, comes with the territory. It's to be expected. So, um, but kind of cross that line here where, you know, the, the diet, the, my, my macros took a big hit last week. Uh, my carbs dropped by 60%. Uh, so that, that kind of hurt a little bit. But what I've been doing, and we're going to talk more about this down the road. Today might be a good time for it, actually, is um, playing the food volume game. So my carbs got... They took a dip, and at this point, I've made enough changes to my diet without really impacting my caloric intake at all that I'm really no more hungry than I was before, um, which is saying something. So, uh, like, I just ate um, before coming down to record this, and I feel like, man, I'm pretty full. I'm pretty full, which is nice. Now, my next meal is in... What is it now? Like three hours. Am I going to be full when that meal comes around? No, but it's, it's just nice to feel full. So it's, it's volumizing tactics. Um, how am I just digging into that right now? The other thing is, um, you know, I know a lot of people are all about like six meals a day, et cetera. I do four. Um, I do four. I'm very particular about making sure that my protein intake among those four is very even so that I'm not having like a, a meal with 80 or 90 grams of protein. They're all about 60, which is about as high as I'd want to take it um, to, to get up to my 250 gram target. Uh, so four meals though, like 60 grams of protein, depending on how you get it, like the, the first two meals of the day, here's the thing. I only have two different meals, right? So, um, the first two are the same and then three and four are the same. Uh, so the first two are a mixture of egg whites and ground chicken for the protein source. And I throw a ton of veggies in there, like red onion, sweet onion, celery, but like handfuls. So, um, that and then there's a carb source that comes with it more days than not it's usually a bowl of cream of rice which has a little bit of a little bit of sugar-free syrup cinnamon and then either raspberries or blueberries in there so it's all tracked all accounted for um and it goes you know what's really nice for me is when you have a meal that's in more than one dish like that makes a big difference for example um I had a meal, uh, like this, uh, the first two meals are the same, three and four are ground turkey with veggies thrown in, and then I was doing rice, and now most days I don't have any carbs with either of those meals, um, but uh, there was one day when I shifted a carb source later, and I had been using just like jasmine rice mixed in with it, and instead I made up some cream of rice with it, which went in a separate bowl, and so I had a bowl of my turkey and veggies, and then a bowl of cream of rice, and just the fact that I had two things on the table in front of me, like it made it seem like more of a substantial event. You're totally just playing with uh, playing with your brain at that point. But it looks like more food. You know, you've got your first course, you got your second course. It just feels like a more substantial event, and therefore it, you're you're going to be biased towards feeling more satisfied and more full that way. I played this game with a few clients as well who were like hungry even though their calories are pretty high. I'm like, well, let's change things up. You know, let's. Um, pull, pull the carbs out of your, uh, you know, you've got protein, carb, and veggie, like rice, a chicken, veggie, whatever. Let's pull the rice out of there. So it's just chicken and veggie. And then let's give you like a few pieces of toast or something to go with that. Like it goes on a plate to the side. Cool. You got two things there. You know, it, the different foods hit your stomach differently as well, for sure. But also, um, 
just the fact that you're looking at more stuff. Because if you have just a, a serving of rice mixed in with like chicken and veggies, like it's it's kind of invisible in there. It bulks it up a little bit, but it doesn't really feel as noticeable. So um, I do like that. That's a big thing. Free veggies, and then also the other thing is make sure it tastes good. Like I use an absolutely obscene amount of salt. If you're familiar with those. Um, Himalayan, uh, pink Himalayan sea salt grinders, I will put on a typical meal about 20 or so turns of that. Um, like it's a lot, it's a lot, but, uh, you know, my body likes it, you know, my, my blood pressure's fine. My blood works fine. Everything's good. So, uh, there's, there's nothing to be concerned about there. Now, if you have some kind of hereditary condition, like heart disease or blood pressure running in your family, I wouldn't recommend that. But otherwise as a bodybuilder, high sodium is your friend. Like don't shy away from it. Um, the other thing I've, I've noticed is that that my, my reliance on sodium is one of the reasons why if I have a big cheat meal or a refeed, which I haven't in several weeks, um, my weight doesn't spike because I can have like a big salty cheat meal and it's probably less sodium than I would have with a normal meal <laughs> realistically. So you don't get that big uh, spike in water retention from the sodium bomb that comes. So, uh, I can have like a 3000 calorie cheat meal and, uh, wake up the same weight the next day, even if I have it late at night, it's just, you know, the magic of sodium. So volumizing tactics though. Um, I'm also putting in now I've started using, um, raw spinach, a couple handfuls, you know, I waited out once just to experiment, just to see it works out to 10 calories uh, worth of spinach that I'm throwing in there. So who gives a fuck, right? Um, the other val- uh, calories uh, from the other veggies add up to about 30 or so with the onions and the celery. Here's the thing. There's this concept that I refer to as your caloric floor. I was just talking with uh, client Jake about this via email. Uh, those are things that, you know, the things that I have all the time and regardless of what changes there are in my diet, these are things that are always in there, right? Like all the way through show day, those things are going to stay in there. So they're part of my caloric floor. So if they don't add up to a whole lot, don't track them. You know, now what that means is if you start that early in prep and your carbs are at a certain level, what you might see is if your caloric floor is high enough, like let's say between all those meals, it's 200 calories worth of, you know, free stuff that you're not tracking. Well, what that means is that in order to see the kind of results that we want, we might have to get your programmed calories 200 lower than we would otherwise to offset that, but maybe not. So uh, the concept of a caloric floor, um, Jake was specifically asking about tracking like sugar-free ketchup and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, screw it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, if it's stuff that you have all the time every day, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Now, of course, you need to be moderate with that. Like, oh, well, okay, I'm not going to have these five rice cakes that I that I uh, have every day. It's no, 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 no. It's for like freebie stuff. It's marginal. It's like, do I track this? Do I not? Just throw it in the basket that we'll refer to as your caloric floor and don't sweat it. Simplify things a little bit. Now, what that means is that, you know, if your carbs get down to typically like maybe as low as a hundred or something like that, maybe they need to come down to 70 instead because there's all those extra carbs that are built into your floor that aren't otherwise accounted for. So just that that's one thing to keep in mind, but that's, that's my personal opinion on it. I'm like, eh, I'm just not OC. I'm pretty OCD, but I'm not OCD enough to track that crap. So, uh, if it's calorically insignificant, but not zero, eh, you know, like a, a monster zero energy drink, 10 calories, <laughs> who cares? I'm one of those a day. I'm not going to track that. So, um, so overall prep is going well at this point. Now I, uh, <laughs> kind of funny how things change. Um, I sat down to record this episode on Monday and I made it about 15 minutes into it and I was falling asleep at my desk right about this point here uh, to the point where I'm like, okay, scrap that. I'm done with this and I'm just going to start over someday when I've got more energy. So, and that was following a day off. 
So, um, but now that was, you know, what, 12 days out. Now it's 10 days out. And, you know, things are just, you know, I had posing yesterday. We talked a little bit about the prospective peak week plan that's coming up. So, it's kind of at that point where it's like, okay, this is starting to feel a little bit more real. The changes are coming in. This is looking good. I had a good workout today for the first time in I don't know how long. Um, previously, it was really just like, okay, I'm going through the motions here, and I'm kind of slogging through it. I'm sleepwalking. I'm trying not to injure myself or kill anybody else just because of how irritable I am. And today, you know, it was good. It was good. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was good. It was solid. Cardio has been good. Diet remains totally on point. Not an issue there. So um, kind of crossing over that line, though. So tomorrow, you know, we're going to be down in single digit days, you know, nine days out. So um, I have my last full check in the day after that, eight days out. And then, boom, it's Saturday. That's last leg day. We're going to do a little bit of a carb up on that day. Uh, and then uh, I'll have peak week in hand by then. And we'll we'll be in it at that point. So plans are set for the show. Um, if anybody wants to come, it's in Atlanta. It's at the, uh, oh, Georgia, whatever convention center. It's in college park. Uh, so it's at, uh, prejudging it starts at eight and it's the men. So bodybuilding, classic physique, men's physique. And then immediately following prejudging is finals for men. Women go on at two. So, um, by noon or one, I'll be done, which is awesome. I mean, God, what a gift the promoters have given us for that show. Like that is the way to do it. You know, if you've been a long time listener of this podcast, you have heard me rail endlessly against the prejudging finals format and just how unbelievably stupid it is. It doesn't make any sense for anybody except the promoter who wants to sell two tickets. Well, the solution here is yeah, your ticket for the men costs you 50 bucks. All right, cool. That's fine. I got two people I'm going to buy a ticket for. I would pay a hundred dollars per ticket just to avoid having to stick around until 8 PM. You know, (laughs) and plus it's my wife and a friend of ours that's coming, um, that are, that are all going to be down there. Uh, and, uh, they're not, they're not bodybuilding fans. They're fans of me, but only to a certain extent, right? Like they're not going to come to prejudging and finals. They're going to be wanting to do other stuff, right? So this way they get to see the whole thing. It's better for the fans this way. So the, the, People, the higher ups at the NPC, you got to listen. You got to listen. The prejudging finals format is broken. It's dated. It needs to go away. There's zero reason for it to exist. Do it like this. And I love how they're not doing the whole show at once. They're breaking it up. So the women that you can sleep in a little bit, you start a little bit later in the day. You don't have to be there until one o'clock for the athletes meeting for women. And then your, your uh, show starts at two. And then you do all of your prejudging, short break, finals, boom, you're done. Awesome. That is the way to do it. I mean, it, it's better for it's better for the judges. It's better for the athletes. It's better for the audience. Um, it's just easier for everybody. You know, the promoter can still make their money by charging more for the tickets. That's fine. Um, if you sell it like that, people will pay for it. And, you know, not having to, you know, kill six, seven, eight hours in the middle of the fucking day. I mean, what a waste of time. So, no, instead, we're, we're at show starts at eight. We'll be done around noon or one. Great. We go eat, um, go back, take a nap, you know, go eat again, sleep it off. You know, we've got our Airbnb down there for two nights. So we'll wake up, get breakfast on Sunday, drive back. 
all good. We're going to have the dogs with us and everything. So it'll be a good time. Good time. So I'm actually really looking forward to show day for that reason. Um, so there you go. There you go. That's prep in a nutshell for me. It's, it's feeling pretty good at this point. I'm very much ready for it to be over. Um, but it's okay. Uh, I, I don't feel at this point. I remember when I was, you know, under two weeks out the last cut that I did and it's like every waking moment I was consumed with thoughts of food. And I was there a couple weeks ago, and now that's chilled out a little bit. So I've definitely crossed over some kind of threshold. I equate this to like a runner's high, um, which I've never experienced because I fucking hate running. But I've heard about this thing, this fabled runner's high, um, where you get to a point where it's like, all right, we're in the zone right now. I'm in the zone right now. And it, it's nice to be here, but you got to push through some shit. It, probably a better analogy would be... Uh, an airplane climbing an altitude like you got to th- go through the bumpy stuff but once you get up to 33,000 feet things are usually pretty smooth right but a lot of people um you know when they start to experience some turbulence they crash and burn and they pull back down to lower altitude and then they make another stab at it and they go back up oh more turbulence come back down you just got to grind through it and just suck it up and push through and eventually i think you just kind of break through and that's what i've experienced here which is nice so i feel like if i had to you know i got i got 10 days to go i feel like if i had to i could do this for another month like a couple of weeks ago because i was entertaining the idea for a while of doing nationals after this show assuming i qualify um just for the experience of doing a national level show because i haven't done one before so uh it turns out I can't because of some travel conflicts. Um, I can't go. So that's, that's done. But a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, well, good thing that travel conflict came up because fuck that. No way I would do that. Oh my God. I'm so over this. And now I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, give me a couple of donuts and a meal out after this show. I'm good to go. And I can, I can keep on going with prep. It's no big deal. So I could hang for another four weeks, another five weeks. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So, um, not having to is cool. I mean, it'll be nice to move on, but it definitely, you know, you're, you get past that point where suddenly it's just not a big deal, not a big deal. So, um, that's my, my hope that I would give to people that might be struggling with some part of your prep. If you just stick with it, but you really like do some, do some inward reflective thinking on it as well. Like I, I found myself thinking like, God, I'm thinking about food all the time. How can I stop doing that? Well, think about other things, keep yourself busy and also just, you know, focus on the, the end game and what comes next. Cause I'm thinking about, you know, what is my next you know, goal after this? Well, my goal after this, now that it's not nationals is to rebound somewhat gracefully. So I don't gain 20 pounds in, in 10 days. Like I did last time around. Um, cause that set me up for a really, you know, I would say less than productive, uh, le- less than optimally productive off season. Uh, and so I really wanted to avoid that. Like, I'm not looking to be like, I got to stay within three or four pounds of stage weight. No, nothing like that. But you know, if I can keep it together and just not lose my shit regarding food, then, you know, uh, enjoy some stuff post show, have a nice relaxed Sunday and then get back to it on Monday for the longest time. That's that I see clients of mine that do that all the time. I mean, not always, but very often that, that's something that, you know, I, it's often a, play, a point that, uh, a, a tactic that I will recommend to, to a client post show, like let's get back on it Monday to make sure we get a nice rebound. And whenever I've said that, I've always thought like, God, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Well, now I can. I I 100% feel like I can. So now that I've said it out loud here, 
uh, I'm, I'm held accountable. So you will see it. So if you follow me on, on social media, you can see what happens. I will be transparent with it. So I've been transparent through this whole process, letting everybody know like how I feel. You know, whenever I post progress pics, it's like the photo is one thing, but I'm always telling you how I feel at the same time. So um, I've been more active on Facebook. So you can go to facebook.com slash five star physique or Instagram at Darren underscore star. Just follow me there. So uh, that's pretty much it. So that's that's all I do for social media. I'm trying to do Twitter, but God, I just suck at it. And it's just something that you have to be so involved with all the time in order to really be effective with it. So I've got like two people that follow my tweets and actually like, you know, like them or respond to them or whatever. I'm like, I just don't care enough. And also I think Twitter has done more damage to our society than just about anything else. So I'm, I'm happy to kind of ignore it. I'm it just eh. not like Facebook is much better to be honest with you or Insta or any of it. You know, it's all kind of bullshit, but at the same time, you know, play the game a little bit. I'm cool with that. So that's prep in a nutshell. Um, Okay, let's jump into this question from Sona that she posed here. So, uh, let's see. I don't want to paraphrase. Well, okay, I'll jump in mid, mid-sentence here. How is it like having a partner in or not in prep along with you, or maybe even the general support system around you? I'm not sure in which category your wife fits in, prep versus not prep, but how has that impacted my prep, made things a bit harder or easier, and why? So, great question. Um, and I said earlier, I could speak to this from a couple of different perspectives here. So, uh, my wife, I've, I've talked about her on here, uh, many times. She's not a bodybuilder, not at all. She doesn't care, not her thing. So, um, she's not a gym goer of any kind. She doesn't follow any kind of a diet and that is fine with me. So, uh, I do not have a swole mate. I do not need a swole mate. Couldn't care less. Um, I think if, I don't know, I don't want to alienate anybody, but I think if that's the main connection you have with your partner, like, eh build something deeper than that. Like, you know, that's, that might be a good place to start, but you, you can't stop there. So we just don't have that. When we first met, um, she'd come to the gym with me a few times and then she's like, yeah, this isn't really for me. Okay. That's fair. Uh, totally fine. Uh, you know, she gave it a go. I taught her a few things. She's like, yeah, I don't really like this. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. So, uh, and you know, she'd follow a diet for a little while. She's like, I don't really feel like this is doing much for me. And it was the whole kind of thing. Like, yeah, even if you don't follow it hundred percent and you don't really like put in the work. Yeah. It's not going to work for you. So it's, it's fine. Um, and I have no expectation of any of that from her. It's just, that's not the kind of relationship that we have. So, um, so with me being in prep, um, you know, and her, like one of the things that I have often talked about here and in conversations with other people as well. And in conversations with her is like, my prep is not your problem. It cannot be her problem at all. Uh, like, I don't want her worrying about what she's eating, wondering what I'm going to think about it. Like, oh, I don't want to eat this because it's going to tempt him. I'm like, that is not your problem. Do not worry about that. I don't want that thought to enter into your head. Um, don't change what you're doing because of me. So the last thing that I ever wanted to be in the world is a prep martyr where it's like, Oh, woe is me. I'm following this diet. You know, if it's that bad, I'll just quit. I won't do it. And I'll eat some fucking Doritos, you know? So, <laughs> um, which that's like her, her favorite go-to junk food snack is Doritos. So, and so, yeah, uh, I often send her text messages during the middle of the day. Hey, you need anything from the grocery store? And she'll sometimes respond, uh, Doritos, if that's okay. I'm like, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I can buy that stuff and it doesn't bother me. So, uh, and you know, I can have it in the house and not really be tempted by it. Now I watch her eat it. I'm like, mm, that looks good. And it pretty much just stops there. Right. So, uh, and you know, I've, I've learned just to not really even say anything about it. So, cause again, 
my prep is not her problem. So don't make your prep your partner's problem if they aren't into it. So for, for people who do this kind of on their own, like I would say she's my support system, but also like, you know, she hasn't done a prep, so she doesn't get it on the same level that a lot of other people might. So I don't go into a lot of detail, um, with it for her other than like, if, if she comes home and I'm like a zombie, she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, uh, just one of those days. And at this point, um, she's like, okay, I get it. You know, earlier on, she's like, is it supposed to be like this? I'm like, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, for me, and I think this is kind of, it's, it's kind of obvious, but in a situation like that, where one of you is in prep, um, and the other one is really just completely disconnected from the whole world, right? It's not something that you're plugged into. The main thing is communication and expectations, which is why I'm doing this show that's on November 13th and not the show that's here in town on the first weekend of August. Um, because she's a teacher and summer's, summer's off, summer's vacation time, summer's travel time. So I'm not going to be traveling while I'm in prep. Uh, so, uh, I needed a show where I could start prep at the tail end of summer or after the school year starts. So a November show worked out really well. This was the one that had the right timing. So cool. Atlanta, eh, three and a half hours. All right. That's a bit of a drive. It's longer than I want to go. We'll make it work. So, um, but the planning process for that started well in advance. Like I made sure that she knew cause she hadn't been with me. Uh, well, yeah, I did a cut in 2018 and she was here for that, but, uh, <sighs> Since then, we've kind of settled into a lot more of a relaxed life. And so I, 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 made cer I made certain that it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm going to be doing this thing and it's really going to be like 100% all in, no exceptions. Like, I'm not going to be able to eat out. You know, if you want to crack open a bottle of wine, that's your responsibility. You know, you're going to have to finish it off or cap it. I can't help you with that, that kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm like we can still do some social stuff. It's just I probably won't be able to eat there. And we've done that. We've gone out to some breweries. We've had a couple of parties and I just haven't eaten. And it's been fine. And she, to her credit, she's cool with that. And she doesn't think it's weird or, I mean, she probably thinks it's weird, but she doesn't give me grief about it. Um, and it's just understanding like, you know, and one of the questions she, she had was, why are you doing this? Like, what are you trying to prove? And for me, a lot of it really was like, you know, do I really want to compete and do a show? Eh, I don't know, but it'd be a good opportunity to go through the process and share my journey through it and do it for some, you know, some business promotional stuff and get some, get some, you know, new photos to use, do a photo shoot afterwards, that kind of stuff. So, um, it was, uh, it was more like that rather than like, I want to win. Like, I, I think that's a lousy reason to do a show. Um, wanting to win. Everybody wants to win. Only one person does. So, um, could be you, but again, you compete for, find your reason and just make sure it's a good one. It's a good, it's a good one to you. And so, uh, getting her to understand why I was doing it, what it was going to entail, um, was key because without that, if she's, if she's constantly like, wait, hold on, you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. Uh, and you know, we had this conversation like over a year before I started prep, letting her know what it was going to be like, when to get ready for it, et cetera, blah, 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 when it's going to start all that kind of stuff. And it was things like, you know, we were working on some music, like we got an album that we need to, you know, be done recording, um, by the time prep starts, 
ideally. So um, we got to be done recording this by like the start of August, which means, you know, we're having this conversation back in January. Like we got to finish writing these songs is where we were back then. So that kind of helped set the timeline a little bit. So we wrote and then we get into the studio. I think we started in like, uh, oh God, what was it? May, something like that. We recorded over the summer, over her school summer. So, um, and it worked pretty well. I mean, it ran a little bit long, but not too bad, not too bad. So uh, didn't have any major conflicts or anything like that. Uh, so it, getting our ducks in a row, getting us synced up, making sure that she had the right kind of expectations of, you know, what it was going to be like, what she could or could not expect from me, like on a social level and that kind of stuff. And just making sure there were no surprises along the way. You got to communicate effectively with somebody that hasn't done it before and they're not plugged into the world. You have to plug them in to the extent that it matters to them, which basically means how's this going to impact me? How's this going to impact us? Um, and if you don't have that conversation, you're going to have some unpleasant surprises and bumps in the road along the way. So that's scenario number one. Now, scenario number two, um, which has a couple of sub scenarios would be you're both plugged into the world. You both understand what it's like. You're both gym goers, you're avid dieters, et cetera. You're maybe not competitors. Maybe you are, um, but you understand the routine and everything. And so, um, in that case, great. So you cut out the whole communication thing. Like you don't have to explain what you're doing so much because the other person gets it. They're, they're plugged in. They understand, they know. Um, but then it's all about coordinating your lives together. And so I think one of the things that Sona is talking about here in her question is, um, you know, if you've got somebody in a situation like that and one of you is in a deficit and the other is not, or if you're both in a deficit together, you know, are you in the same phase, you know, are you in phase or out of phase, um, to steal from, from music production, you know, are you in sync with each other or are you out of sync with each other? Being out of sync is not necessarily a problem. This goes more to the specifics of your relationship with that person. So there are some people that thrive under, each scenario. There are some people that thrive in both scenarios. And by people, I mean couples. There are some couples where, man, if their schedules are synced up and they're doing the same thing, they really work well together. There are other couples where, you know, if your schedules are out of sync, you know, if one of you is doing one thing and the other is in the opposite direction, that works really well. Um, I can't tell you which, and I can't even, you know, offer you some kind of a personality test that might offer some insight as to guessing which category you fall into. It's basically just, we'll try it and see what happens. Um, I, I can tell you from personal experience in a previous relationship that I had, um, an ex-girlfriend who, who was a, uh, not a competitor, but was in, into it and would like, you know, r run through it like a competitor, you know, um, following the diet, working out all the time, cardio, all that stuff. Um, it was not a situation where we wanted to be in the same phase. Like if I was in a deficit and she was, it was like, we're both cranky and not, not good. And I would say more often than not, that's probably the scenario, unless you do a really good job of like keeping your distance, knowing when you, when you're, uh, what your limits are, where you draw some boundaries, et cetera, and just be cool with some like, Hey, you know, have, have a safe word or something that implies like, I just need to be alone for a little bit, no hard feelings or anything like that. But I just need to, to not hear anything for a little while. I need to go chill out. I think being in prep, if you, if you have that conversation, not in the heat of the moment when you're pissed at each other, um, but if you can kind of set that expectation early on, like when everybody's in a good mood, have that conversation and just lay down some ground rules and, because you both know what it's like um, when things get rough. And you both know that you need some space. And the idea is, you know, avoid blowing up at each other, you know, bodybuilding is supposed to be fun. It, it's a challenge for sure. And it brings in all kinds of 
different challenges that you don't necessarily expect. But it's still, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a rewarding journey. It shouldn't be something that adds stress to your relationship. So do what you can to head that off before it becomes an issue. And again, it comes down to communication. But I think when you are both, uh, when, when neither of you are kind of, you know, quote unquote, in the mood, so to speak, like in one of those moods where you just want to fucking kill each other. Right. But if you're both like, ah, all right, cool. That's a good time to sit down and say, Hey, you know what? Darren said, this is a good time to do this. Put it on me. I don't care. I, I absolutely, I do think it's a good idea. So, um, have that conversation about like, Hey, you know what? We should set up some, you know, do we want to schedule time where, you know, uh, we're both at home, but we're, we're doing separate things and that's okay. Um, do we want to set a, a certain time where it's like, Hey, six to seven, we each retire to our separate quarters for a little bit. We do whatever, you know, um, read a book, watch porn, you know, write music, whatever, do, do whatever you want to do separately. And then you come back and you get that time to kind of disconnect and recharge, miss each other a little bit. And I think part of it is when you're with the same person all the time, you know, and you're deep in prep, you get really irritable, um, you know, stuff that wouldn't normally set you off really starts to piss you off. You're like, fuck the sound of that person's voice right now. When she says that, that way, Oh God, it bugs me. You need some time away. You need some time apart. So, um, I think if you, if you set those ground rules early on and you're not afraid to, you know, uh, adjust them like, Oh, okay. So we set up this 30 minute block where we were separate or it's quiet time or whatever, something like that. Or, um, you know, if, if you have dogs to walk, do you do it together? Do you do it separately? Do you take turns, et cetera? It's your day to walk the dogs. Okay, cool. Well, I'm tired cause I did extra cardio today. Well, it's your turn to walk the dogs. I don't want to fucking hear it. Just do it. You know, just set those expectations up early on. Right. So like no matter what, unless the other person offers, you know, you're going to walk the dogs if it's your day or you do it together whatever. Um, but either way, you got to walk the dogs. Come on. Don't let, don't let the dogs suffer because of your prep. Um, it's extra steps. Probably doesn't count as cardio, but it's extra steps for sure. So have the conversation, talk, lay out expectations beforehand. Um, the only way you can know how your relationship thrives, like if you're in phase or out of phase with each other is trial and error. You just got to give it a shot, give it a go. And I think most people just based on the dynamic of their relationship would probably have a guess. And I think it might be fun, a fun exercise to sit down with your significant other and, uh, kind of like rock, paper, scissors it, where you both throw it out there, what you think you would be best at in phase or out of phase, um, and see if you're on the same page and then talk through it and think why. Um, and the main thing is like, you know, no hurt feelings, you know, like I, I would say, you know, if, uh, if my wife were a competitor, right. Um, and I was like, going to have that conversation with her, I would say like, well, I think we, we need to be out of phase because I know I get irritable and, uh, here, here's how I would say it to her. And I'd, I'd try and be very rational about it and say like, there are things that you do that are perfectly benign that when I'm in a big deficit and I'm exhausted and I'm tired, just kind of wear on me and annoy me. And that's totally on me. It has nothing to do with you. Now, it would be her responsibility there to not take that personally because I'm being totally open and honest and she is free to say anything like that back at me and I can't take it personally either. So you know, just take the gloves off, you know, and just have a real honest conversation. So that is what I would recommend. There's no real hard and fast like, oh, this would work. This wouldn't work. You know, it's more about the dynamic of your relationship and your personalities and how well you mess mesh with each other. So um, 
I would say the stronger your relationship is, like the better you get along with each other at all times, um, the more likely it is that you'd be okay both doing a prep together. Um, but also, I think a, I don't know there probably aren't a lot of couples that do the same show together. It's probably one of the reasons like mixed pairs used to be a thing at bodybuilding shows um, where you'd have men and women doing you know routines together on stage. You know that's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. A lot of people who are probably new to the competitive world are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, that used to be a thing. There was a, a category mixed pairs um, where you'd have a man and a woman on stage posing together with some kind of choreographed routine and then they'd be judged as a pair against anybody else that was competing in mixed pairs to be clear when i saw this in action it was as weird as it sounds and i'm glad it's gone um, but also i think i don't know the number it was always like there was one couple maybe two i think i went to one show there were where there were two couples doing mixed pairs it's just like you know, it's like fitness. Nobody does it anymore. So, you know, the division kind of goes away. The category goes away. So, uh, but I think, you know, trying to prep for a show together, something like that. I don't know. It seems like a bad idea to me, but I don't know. It, it could work. It could work. So that, that's my thought on that. So, um, has, uh, to, to wrap back around to what Sona asked the last question, had it made things, um, harder or easier? I don't know. I think for me being the only one doing it now, I don't have a hardcore support system. You know, I mean, my wife's got my back, but at the same time, if I'm going to whine about how tired I am, she's going to say like, well, you could always just quit dumbass, which is the correct response. So the lesson that I learned from that is don't complain. You know, it is voluntary. Stop complaining about it. So, and you know, I, I've done my share of what probably sounds like complaining on social media with my Instagram posts and whatnot, but it, it's just being honest, you know, <laughs> not, not complaining. It's just like, yeah, I'm freaking tired as hell. I really am. So, um, but, uh, I don't, so I don't really have like a, a really strong, direct like cheerleading section in my face all the time or anything like that. I don't know the name of a single person in my gym. Um, so that, that's not a support system for me either. Um, friends and family no. they're, if anything, they're more curious about what I'm doing than anything else. Um, clients online have been a, a huge, huge support system. Frankly, I don't see any of them in person, but still the wor words matter. So that's really been my support system. So uh, the relationship that I have with my wife, has it helped or hurt? I would say it's helped because it lets me kind of focus on developing my own why, as opposed to relying on somebody else to keep me going. Um, like she, she's my, my most direct support and it's very much like a, okay, you're, you're really working. All right, cool cool. You know, she's, uh, and it, it might be a different story after the show. Um, once she sees what's up there, she might be like, wow, that was really impressive. Or she might be like, wow, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is weird, which would probably be the more correct response. Cause it is weird when you think about it. It's a weird fucking thing. It is. Uh, but, uh, no, I'd, I'd say it's, it's been helpful. It certainly hasn't hurt in any way. Um, I don't think it, I don't feel like it's held me back or anything, not having a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, a partner that's going through it with me or that really knows what it's like or anything like that firsthand has not hurt me at all. Like I'm, I'm a pretty self-sufficient creature anyway. So I don't, I'm, I'm more internally focused than relying on external factors for sure. So that's that. So, um, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, the main reason being I could talk for a lot longer, but my voice is shot and it's killing me and I need to go drink a gallon of water and, uh, 
rest, take a nap probably. So I appreciate y'all listening. I really do. So once again, visit thedropset.com. Vote in the poll up there regarding BCAAs. Um, check some of the other links. Um, there's new swag. It's Five Star Physique swag in the uh, shop section on the website there. Um, there will be drop set swag coming soon. Um, check out workout programs. Read up about coaching. Check out some blog posts. There's going to be more of those coming up as well. I always welcome ideas for blog posts as well. I have a running notes uh, note on my phone with topics that I want to cover. And I've got a few burning topics that are at the uh, front of my mind, but always looking for additional topics there. And whatever I write about, certainly we'll talk about here on the podcast as well. So um, whatever you see on social media, please share it. Uh, as you listen, share the post yourself. Tag me in it um, at Darren underscore star on Instagram, um, facebook.com slash five star physique. Uh, tag me there. Follow that page and go to the drop set listeners private group on Facebook and request access there as well. In the meantime, peace out. I'll try and check in with you all next week. It may be a little bit of a shorter episode, just peak week, etc. Not really sure what time it's going to have, uh, what time, what time I'm going to have, um, but I'll check in with you at some point, let you know how things are going when we're just a few days out.